HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Broadcasting live from Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn, you're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.com. Boys, I'm mellow as a honeydew. Yeah. That cat is high. No bad look in his eye. Oh, man, he's high. Yes, higher than a kite. That cat is high. Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm your host, Damon Bolte. In the studio today, I have a couple of buddies from Clover Club in Brooklyn, New York. I have here at the new uh, head bartender, Tom Macy, and floor manager, Jesse Wellers. Welcome to the show. What's up? How's it going, guys? It's going really good. Yeah, it's going Excellent. wonderfully. It's raining, though. It's raining. That's true. <laughs> but we have sweaters. <laughs> and so and okay. beer. And a zip-up hoodie for me. <laughs> um Cool. That's where so, I went wrong. <laughs> there are a lot of uh, a lot of things happening right now at Clover Club. Uh, Brad Farron, who's been on the show a couple times, has mm-hmm. stepped back. Um, he's working on some other projects, some other yep. bars right now, and uh, that opened up the head bartender position for you to take over, which is really cool. Yeah, it uh, is really crazy. I uh, <clears throat> started at Clover Club in uh, January of. 2009 uh, as a barback with literally zero experience. Um, I was a host for five years at a restaurant in Manhattan and I uh, was interested and enthusiastic about cocktails, but that was about the extent of it. And, uh, you know, got my butt kicked for a year as a barback and then sort of rose up through the ranks. And uh, I, I did not see it coming, but, you know, me getting the job, I think, had every bit to do with Brad's and Julie's confidence and the promotion so yeah it was it was really crazy and you know i can't i i was i keep saying it's not even a dream come true because i didn't dream it until it happens you know <laughs> it was pushed down your throat <laughs> it was it was forced i was tied down and forced to accept it like but uh, saying, it's you're going it's, to be the head bartender i feel really 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 lucky and so it's been a a blessing where were you a host i didn't know Savoy. You were a host at Savoy? Mm-hmm. Makes sense. You're a handsome guy. Uh, <laughs> that's what they say. <laughs> you guys have always had a, uh, a very nice, like, really tight camaraderie with uh, not only the Clover Club, but with, you know, uh, for instance, Flatiron Lounge, where you were before Clover Club, Jesse. Yes. I loved working at Flatiron Lounge. I was actually um, always working in restaurants. I was a restaurant bartender, uh, very fast-paced, um, New York Times-rated restaurants, very you know, high stakes restaurants. And, um, I worked with, uh, Joe Swifka, 
at a couple of places and I've always been really good friends with him. And then when he uh, began working at Elitaria, he um, asked me to come on board. And that was actually my first time really getting involved with classic cocktails um, because I've worked mainly in wine for the last, I don't know, seven to eight years. Uh, Did a stint with beer for a while, worked at Resto, got to really kind of take in um, and learn, learn more about beers. And then I had never really dabbled in classic cocktails, although I really enjoyed it, and I certainly enjoyed drinking them. Yeah, <laughs> so when I worked with Joe, it was, it was certainly an ass-kicking. Certainly. Like, I had no idea, no idea what went into it. We didn't have barbacks. It was just like the three of us. Isn't that like such a oh. consistent thing? I feel like in everybody's story. <laughs> so I mean, I just oh, yeah. referenced getting my ass kicked, and like everyone's just like, well, you well know, I started getting my ass kicked. And, <laughs> I started getting my ass kicked uh, then at I a was young all age. Right, you know, <laughs> I will say, well, my first bartending job was at this little rockabilly bar in Virginia, and you want to talk about getting your ass kicked, especially as a female. It's like, all right, <laughs> oh, you want it, you're gonna here you go. <laughs> I was like, okay, you're like bleeding, covered in Bloody Mary mix and changing eight <laughs> kegs a day. I'm like, sure, I can deadlift a 250-pound keg. Why not? <laughs> Five times over. So I think that just kind of sets the standard, though, for how hard you work and how much you want it and how enjoyable it is. Because at the end of the day, it's so it's so fun. It's so fun. Absolutely. You know? So when I worked at Elitaria, I certainly, I, I love Joe. You know, I would do anything for him. So I was happy to help. And I really learned, like he really army styled it into me as far as like how to properly stir a cocktail, about cracking ice, different styles of ice, um, stir times, just every little basic thing that you would take for granted being a bartender, thinking that I've worked at restaurants and I know how to make a martini, it's fine. No, you don't know how to make a martini, it's not fine. So you relearn essentially everything you know, but then you relearn it to perfection. It's like you know exactly how to do it. And so from there, I actually went on to Flatiron and decided to cocktail instead because I, I, um, I felt good <laughs> about the amount of time I had put into bartending. But I, I was so excited to work for Julie, which sounds really nerdy, but I, I had been a patron of Flatiron Lounge for a long, long time. I was a really big fan. I was so excited when I finally had the opportunity, the time to ask for the job and to get it. And I, I just felt like, this is the best. This is the best, you know? And I got to really learn. I worked under Ryan McGrail, who's fantastic. You know, it's just like a proper showman, you know, fast and really, just really professional. It was just a great experience, you know? And, and it was nice coming from a bartending background to be an extension of the bar, to be able to discuss with customers in the same way I would discuss wine, you know, like trying to kind of find that perfect match for somebody who has no idea what they want or they have a direction. It's great. So it's, it certainly extends beyond the bar if you really have a passion for it, you know? Exactly. And I feel like, um, a lot of, a lot of, uh, of the, the new guard these days, a Mm -hmm. lot of the young people getting into it don't, always understand that that yeah. level of service that needs to come along with it you know you, know, you can I think always that's remember a, a recipe but totally well, i think it's a half and half thing like we yeah. have we have people that work at clover club that are there and they know nothing about cocktails and they're interested but you know you never really understand the level of their interest and you've got people like travis you know like mm-hmm. he is in it we have a bar back now and he is like yeah his knowledge is exceptional he really puts in the time he really he wants it you know and he like 
wants to go to the seminars. He pays attention to Tom. He's always asking questions. So there still is that breed of people that come up in our restaurants that are, or bars that are like, they want to work for Julie. They want to learn. <clears throat> and it's really, it's really exciting. Yeah. And I mean, then there's the other half of people that are actors in New York. That uh, yeah. Hey, I was an actor. No, there's a lot. It's true. There are a lot of components <laughs> that you got to master. You know, it's yeah. like you got to be a nerd and you, yeah, ha- you have to treat it like an art form. You know, like, you have is, to be a historian, you know? a, a, at least enough interested in, in history to learn all of that. And exactly. then, yeah. And then you have to be an athlete really it's oh in some you level to be a baller you do i mean like i you, <laughs> you know i survive it's survival i think that one of the things that served me well in sort of rising up the ranks was you know i was enthusiastic about cocktails and like you said anyone can learn a recipe so i think i'm like one of those people it's like anyone can learn a recipe i can memorize mm-hmm. recipes but it's like i was comfortable in front of people you know as an aspiring actor and uh i was uh, <laughs> well you know i mean that's should we bring kinda, it up now or gonna, should we wait till later <laughs> we'll wait till later <laughs> <laughs> I'll just read my. You never know who could be listening. Um, Maybe Steven Spielberg is tuned in. Um, But anyway, I was just going to say. Then what's going to happen with the clover pots? Yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) There are a few things that would pull me away from this head bartending. (laughs) Sorry, Steven. If Steven Spielberg is like, look, Shia LaBeouf (laughs) has dropped out of Indiana Jones Five. We were perfect. You're like, I don't know. I'd be like, sorry guys, but I got I got to do this. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be like, all right. I get it. <laughs> but going back to what you were saying before that, though, about the uh, the memorizing of cocktail recipes and specs and mm-hmm. remembering a, a year here and a, a, a substitution here from one of the editions of a book from you know the right. original to the second yeah. and uh, all that stuff. Yeah, that's really fun. But I like what you were just getting at um, about being a bartender. Like you have to really play every role in the, mm-hmm. in the establishment. You have to be. The host, the bouncer, a waiter, a chef, a bartender. Right. Um, yeah, it's really actually back. frustrating when people don't get that. You know? yeah. like, That's why I don't understand when there's like the front of the house versus the back of the house issues in a restaurant. I'm like, listen, yeah. guy, you know, like bartenders are essentially your your line cooks. You know, like you're you're expediting yourself. You know, the only difference is that we're actually talking to people. Right. Like, no, we're it's like, we're it's like if you're a line cake, line cook, but people right. were like in front of you kitchen, talking to you while you're you were working doing at like it. Joel Robichon, you mm-hmm. know, then you're a bartender. It's, you know, it's, yeah. it's, so it's interesting to me when it's always like, Ugh. you know, like, yeah, that, that's such like, a on, weird it's, phenomenon it's that that yeah. would even happen in, in under the and, same roof. You know? And yeah. it is though. It's like you, I think that's one of those things you hear. One of the criticisms you hear a lot is. Especially from like the older guard, like yeah. I feel like Gary Reagan is often referencing, you know, these uh, younger bartenders. I want to—he's not. Well, I don't want to put words in his mouth. It's not right. that he's saying they didn't earn it, but it's that they've forgotten a very key component where they're more concerned with the artisanal craft of being a bartender, but not the social aspect of it. Right. And, yeah, because uh, you're still there. People are still there to talk to you. Yeah. You know, they yeah, want to have about, a good time. It's not about just trying to get your recipe in a in a right. newspaper or magazine. It's like you're mm-hmm. all you're all growing out. It's all a bunch of friends sitting around drinking, talking it's, about things and it's and uh, it's time. exhausting to maintain those sometimes. It certainly you know? is. <laughs> I mean like Which is why we love the like, guests that come in with like a book. We're like, right. oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, <laughs> it's it's hard. But it, no, it's like I always say it's like you know, and when I'm really tired, I'm like this is it is my job to keep this conversation going mm-hmm. until I pick up on the social cue that maybe they want to read their book or they just yeah. want to chill out. But you I know, love when you miss the social cues and you just stay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, oh, me, yeah, right. <laughs> Can you pretend to miss the social cues and just stand there in front of them and not just like it? stare at them? <laughs> that would be amazing. That's going to be my my new thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll ignore to all social night. cues. I'll just like I'll just wait till you I'll really like, want to be alone and just stand <laughs> Tom, there. I'm working. I'm I'm working. Okay. Yeah. You can look like, forward to that. What are you talking about? On that though, you know it's. It is very difficult, though, like doing this style of bartending and maintain, like trying to maintain that mm-hmm. level of uh, engagement with customers. Oh, by the way, Tom is great at it because he's a machine. Like he'll be on service bar, and I'm just like, I'm trying. <laughs> We're trying to do this, and then there's like four people standing there, and Tom's always like, "Oh, hey, what can I get?" I'm like, "Wow, really?" I, I was like, "I, I feel like I always you don't feel at like that. it, but uh, it's true." I'm you glad really to hear you say that. that. I always feel really bad. I'm like. I'm like <laughs> hand up, hand up. I can't. We can't do this right now. But people are. I just can't stand when people are standing really... in front of me. Like, you know, I, I mean, I would rather just sort of pile on a few more cocktails and, right. the, you know. You should just add that. Uh, you know, <laughs> you in know my, in my uh, queue, I'd rather pile four more on that than moment, have four more people standing Just like make me. four random cocktails and hand it to the people standing there waiting to like, drink this. Yeah. Well, there's, there's, and then think about it. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> You, you, you can't keep your head down too much. Though. Yeah. No, no, but, you can't. No, like, that's what I'm saying. Tom is great. He like like stops and actually engages, and then yeah. goes right back to being a machine. It's pretty. It's pretty amazing. I'm just like I can't. I do. I can't. It's like in Del DeGroff's book when he talks about being like slammed in the rainbow room, mm-hmm. and he's making all these drinks, and he knows he's behind, but he just keeps a smile on his face. Mm-hmm. Yep. He skewers a as couple long as of you olives. Look calm. Hands it to a customer. And he's like, "Check out these olives. This is the best olive you're ever going to have. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a regular olive for, that every bar right. has. You know, like oh, that's awesome." And, but it like a, it's a good trick. It was. It's a really, <laughs> really that. good trick. Well, I yeah, I uh, definitely. You know, it's like you're always. You know, the pursuit of excellence is always just never being satisfied with how you know. Even no matter how much you've achieved, you're like, I can always be better. You know, yeah. and so for me, like I, I noticed people. one thing that I was doing was uh, uh, that I would often when I was in the weeds, I would. Mm-hmm try to be as fast as I could with the conversation with people and I would right. just take their order and fly away and yeah. you know literally. I was just like when I approach <laughs> that flies. person I just want to like make it seem like I have nothing else to do but talk to them yeah, right. you know totally. what I mean well that's I mean that's it's what we all try to do I mean it's that doesn't always happen but it does not um, but uh, getting back to uh, we're actually we're gonna take a quick break here in a sec but uh we were just about to hit on the uh, the subject of the front of house and back of house uh, camaraderie, uh, yes, or lack oh, thereof in some and we, situations. We, I, what I didn't mention is that Clover Club does not have that animosity, where like the back of the house is it didn't, so didn't seem like it. No, no, we, we like each it's other. a small group, and everybody's awesome. But it's not to say that you know. But I'm just talking about like other now and again. Oh, it certainly does. But like every um, great relationship, but, yeah, right? Well, that's with the front of the house and the front of the house too. <laughs> yeah. But uh, just in other restaurants that I've worked, I really that's what I wanted to clarify that it's always been this kind of, yes. you know. Well, but we, we shall touch on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but at Clover, it's actually really nice and kind of homogenous. You know, yeah. Gil and is you, yeah, your new Gil chef, Gil Calderon. Awesome. Yeah, Gil took over the ranks oh. for Craig a while ago, and he's just killing it. He killing really it, is killing it. Like his. I don't know. I just, I can't believe he doesn't get more press, you know? Uh, it's press so, is a fickle thing. I mean, yeah, I, I, we'll talk about that when we get back. It. Yeah. <laughs> he deserves it, you know. 
Well, we'll uh, take a quick break. We'll talk about your new chef, uh, Gil Calderon, when we get back. Sounds good. All right. And if you. All right. grass-fed beef pasture raised on 150,000 acres in Central California Hearst Ranch grass-fed beef free-range, sustainably produced humane Hearst Ranch grass-fed beef the authentic flavor of the American West Alright, we'll follow your lead <laughs> All right, we are back. Uh, you're listening to the Speakeasy. In the studio today, we have head bartender Tom Macy and floor manager Jesse Woolers of Clover Club. And we were just speaking uh, before the break about uh, front of house and back of house relationships or whether they are good or bad. And that with their new chef, Gil Calderon, they've definitely been bouncing ideas off of each other mm-hmm. for the new menus that have come out just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, that's- such right. a cool thing. And that's how it should be. It's uh, such it a should. cool thing. I, I've never seen a chef as involved, you know, at, as Gil for like cocktails. I've never, like, you guys, go, it goes hand in hand. You mm-hmm. guys work with Gil all the time as far as developing ideas for. Either. It definitely has evolved that way. I mean, the thing that's cool about Clover Club is that I think it's, uh, you know, being opening when it did in Brooklyn uh, in, you know, middle of 2008, it was kind of right on the uh, cusp of you know this sort of brooklyn renaissance of bars and restaurants and i think that being one of the first ones there it now kind of has that cachet of being a, a neighborhood joint that's mm-hmm. almost a staple sure. of the neighborhood you know so anyway i think that it is just evolved over time and is continuing to do that and we're really comfortable with like you know gills coming in and it's like okay he's here now what can we what can he bring to the table as opposed to this is how we do things and this is the, you know you're going to conform to this and i feel i have been given the same freedom so with, yeah with gill like we've been uh you know doing uh sort of sort of themed parties and things that maybe seem a little bit lowbrow uh, or perhaps could or be viewed awesome. as somewhat lowbrow <laughs> like a super bowl party for example and i you know i i want that was one of my i had just been promoted and i am a big sports fan which is not necessarily uh consistent yeah. in the mixology uh industry um but you know i am because most of those bars don't have tvs (laughs) exactly maybe that has nothing to do with it um but we do have one hidden behind the curtain 
don't tell anyone, even though I said it on the radio. Um, but, uh, you know, I was like, hey, maybe we should have a, uh, a Super Bowl party. And I talked oh, to Gil about it Oh, you mean kind of like the first. one we had the year prior? It was just the four of us. It was us. just like four of us. But uh, <laughs> I... Uh, four people, Mexican blowout. I mentioned, well, that was the party. thing. It was no one there. I was like, here's a Super Bowl, where, but we are a bar and like we are casual yeah. and, or we can be casual. So I talked to Gil and... Gil you know, jumped on it. I was like, was yeah. Awesome. And I, I didn't even throw out specifics. I was like, what if we did something sort of... He's like done. Our version of bar food. <laughs> and he comes out with these burgers and like a knife stuck in them with onion rings towered around it. And he had, uh, oh, was it cool. Irish nachos, which was like waffle fries. And... Uh, nice. it, yeah, with like... Well, it was, it was, it was just was, awesome. He did wings. Uh, you know, I, I mean, it was... He just killed it. And it was one of those things where I just sort of just threw him like the tip of the iceberg and he ran with it and yeah. he's continued to do that and it's well, now also, is taking on form in the everyday menu as well I, I think it seems it's also a testament to Julie's hiring capabilities mm-hmm. like she really just hires people that are very capable and then they have a forum they have they have the best forum to just do what they do yeah and then she's no like, she doesn't right, I micromanage you, you know? i mean she wants things to a certain caliber but uh but she can trust should. that you but, know right she lets you keep it there do your you know i mean i i uh, i we just changed the menu i, I if we were you're saying we just changed it two weeks ago the cocktail menu mm-hmm. and it was a huge change um i think we had 30 drinks on the winter menu, and uh, we have the same number. We have that give or many take. drinks. <laughs> it's so twenty-eight. Crazy. It might be twenty-eight. <laughs> I had and no idea. <laughs> I think five of them were the same from winter to spring. But right. so then we changed. You know, twenty-three to twenty-five drinks, and she let me design the menu. I mean, she helped, but I yeah. mean, uh, it was terrifying. <laughs> but like, uh, I feel so nice, much more good- confident now. You have a good group of people uh, standing behind you. Absolutely, that are gonna, like, yeah. Everybody you know, contributes. Everybody's going to support. Nobody's ever going to. But I feel really confident ha- having you know knowing that uh, everybody has knowing that someone has your back. Yeah. Uh, Was there a, a certain like kind of theme or style like um, that across the board? Um, kind of reflective. You know, it, it was funny because. Uh, you know, when I got promoted to head bartender, I remember Brad and I went out to lunch at Frankie's, actually, and he was like, so, the first, we sat down, he's like, so, what do you want to do, you know, as, you know, for the Clover Club, and I was just <laughs> like, like uh, I don't know, not, <laughs> not totally fuck it up, um, <laughs> but, uh, not have Clover Club go so, down yeah, in yeah, not have the place burn to the ground, but, um, <laughs> you know, I just sort of eventually was like, look, I mean, I've gotten to this place, I, I, you know, the only thing I can do is be true to what I think is good and what I know how to do. And Which I uh, appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I'm not, I admittedly, I'm not the biggest cocktail nerd. Um, I, I think that I, uh, I mean, I am a cocktail nerd, but I, I tend to like, I'll say drinks that I think m- many would consider a little sweet. Like I think, I, I, I'm never afraid to add a quarter ounce of simple to something to bring no, out. I think not. I think sugar <laughs> is a, a, an amazing conductor of flavor. Oh, absolutely. You know? and, and I, I think like that sugar. I I'm often will get a daiquiri, <laughs> and I'm like, this needs a quarter ounce of sugar or half an ounce of sugar. It just does. I'm glad you said that so, because I'm always afraid because I like the same thing. Like I like my daiquiris and touch sweeter. I was afraid too. And everybody's like, I was <laughs> like, you know what? I'm the head bartender at Clover Club, and this is how we're doing. You're it. like, God damn it! And our, you know. So anyway, not to say, yeah. So my plan was to make sweet drinks no um <laughs> sweet cloying <laughs> stupid no drinks. but anyway i i uh i wasn't afraid to uh just go uh if something seemed just too 
Our featured cocktail uh, right now is a rum and coke. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, 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 I wasn't afraid to do things that, that maybe seemed like they'd already been done. Uh, like, yeah. I, we have a cocktail called the Ambrosia Swizzle, which is muddled cucumber, oh, strawberry, so delicious. Uh, pineapple, right, lime, guys, sugar. Come to Clover Club and drink liqueur. that drink and eat Gil's food because it, it's freaking delicious. It's, it's incredible. And I really, every no, I time I start to taste it, I think, every, I'm like, this like, is perfect. Every drink. Honestly, I've been at Clover Club now for a while. I was at Flatiron for a long mm-hmm. time. Every drink on the spring menu, like it just gets better and better. Everybody gets more fine tuned. I think as an artist, yeah. you know, as a bartender, so it's pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah. No. Um, oh, easy. I uh, I definitely <laughs> have no. Uh, I have no problem. Uh, we just got a Twitter question. Oh, uh, it's, Sorry, it's an yeah. easy one. Read it out loud. For you know, I was wondering if this was going to come up. I will I, tell you because I actually eat cheese sticks on a regular basis with a cocktail, and I'm happy. Yeah, the question, it. Twitter question is, what cocktail goes best with cheese sticks? Should we give some uh, exposition to... Uh, I don't know what that word means. <laughs> Use smaller words, Tom, um, Cheese sticks. Uh, I, I'm assuming they're... A, uh, Real, uh, mean John William Macy's cheese sticks. Uh, oh, jeez, the shout out. Well, that was that nice. Well, <laughs> that was really subtle. Twitter shouted it out for me, <laughs> which are uh, is made by my father, John William Macy. Is that um, what they're talking about? They were talking about like crappy fried cheese. That's got to be what they're talking about. I don't. I was thinking. I like, do you know. not know what cheese sticks are? Do, my dad's. Have we not talked about? <laughs> this? We haven't. Are we? I think. Do you know? Let me see that. Okay. Do you know those like? Uh, little like twisty breadstick things uh they're cheesy uh-huh. breadsticks and they they say cheese sticks on them and they do say john william macy's cheese sticks and they have a picture of you your dad and it's really yeah. cool. maybe that's my dad oh my god <laughs> yeah that my dad excited. is john william macy um <laughs> <laughs> now everybody knows they were they were concerned they were um, curious yeah so uh i have not paired my father's cheese sticks See, in the answer this to that is question where we, to a cocktail this is where we differ because i'm thinking like buffalo wild oh, wings you're thinking like, like mozzarella sticks, sticks. It, yeah. it would be an absurd coincidence if that person is talking about <laughs> mozzarella sticks i'm sure that it's somebody that uh knows uh i guess who my dad is yeah no um because i was just gonna, gonna say margarita <laughs> that's where i was going sure. with that but. <laughs> what cocktails but uh I mean, I, ha- I eat cheese sticks with cocktails often. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> anytime I go to my parents' house, I usually make cocktails, and there are usually cheese sticks there. Let's so think about this. I what haven't had a cocktail that doesn't pair well with cheese sticks. Are we going to go I classic? I cop out. I'd I mean, I would bourbon. say... Yeah, I was going to say Manhattan say old fashioned, Manhattan is really good. Uh-huh. It's really good. You do, like, some mixed nuts, yeah. some cheese sticks, do a nice little... Or what about a nice, <laughs> a nice gin martini? With some cheese sticks. You know that what? sounds like that might be delicious. This is not related to cheese sticks, but to the gin <laughs> martini. I, uh, gin martinis are not my favorite cocktail. That's I okay. think it needs a little bit of sweet vermouth yeah. to ground that it. That makes sense. See, I like, I just, I'm not going to, okay, okay here's where I'm going to throw myself it. into the bus. Or I like blonde vermouth and stuff. Or, or, or yeah, I don't know. Martini. It just feels Ooh. a little thin to me. See, but I like a dirty me. martini. I like a little brine in there. I like a Gibson martini. I'm not going to lie. Speaking of the kitchen and uh, Gil and everything, we had uh, an event uh, a little while ago, and they wanted picklebacks. And, you know, Gil being sure. just I the game I saw that last chef. night. I was like, yeah. what is this? He was it like, sure, I'll just make some pickle juice. You know, whatever. <laughs> He's like, I'll just like whip, whipped up some pickle I'll whip juice. i the best like, pickle okay. juice you've ever had, it turns out. And <laughs> it's like, what I is he doing it. down there? He's like a mad yeah. scientist. I found it downstairs Last night we were dead, and I found it in the back of, like, a fridge. I was like, all right, the pickle juice. And I was like... I'm gonna make a Gibson out of this, and it was unbelievable. I bet it was amazing, and it and probably I was delicious with some cheese sticks. <laughs> yeah, might as well. The Martin Miller's Martin Miller's gin, yeah, and totally. uh, Gill pickle juice. 
I think that's Wentworth strength. Westburn strength. It'd probably go well with cheesesteaks, too. It probably <laughs> right? would. That's probably, you know. I'm going to go savory. Savory would go good with cheesesteaks. <laughs> probably. So, um, you actually, speaking of uh, events, you know, you guys did a Mad Men yeah, yeah, event. Yeah. You've uh, done the uh, Super Bowl, the Repeal Day. Yeah, the cool. Repeal Day. Repeal Day was, was awesome. That was bananas. Well, we had, um, you know, Michael Arinella um, and his Dreamland Orchestra. Uh, as they're called. Can I interrupt you for one second? Yes. I saw him running on the street. Oh, was in he not Prospect dressed? Park, was he dressed wearing in running a... shorts? And he had a bandana on his head. Whoa! So this not is, 1950s this is jogging gear. This is like this is a man that goes to the beach and wears like yeah, wears like a, 1950s exactly. Suits. Yeah, suits. and I was like, like a, oh, a one piece. And I didn't recognize him at first, but I was like, wait a minute, that's totally him. He had like a yellow bandana on his head and some running shorts. Yeah, no, and I was he, like, uh, he, he's he, normal. He sings. Uh, he does. He performs every Wednesday at Clover Club and uh, does a. Uh, yeah, sort of like Gershwin standards, uh, like a five-piece <laughs> yeah. band. He um, sounds, it's It's wonderful. great. It's very it's, it's consistent very with the aesthetic of Clover Club. Anyway, for Repeal Day, he uh, performed, and we had a uh, a burlesque dancer. Oh, she was uh, so great. Oh, oh man. It was, I mean, I was stuck it was on so service, hilarious. and I was like, trying to look over the I wasn't. <laughs> I was like right there at the host stand um, watching But yeah, no, thing. events have been really, really successful, and I think that people are, are excited about being able to go to a party and not necessarily focus on like the cocktail experience, but mm-hmm. just have it it's just like it's, it's that happening. little detail that's going to make your party amazing. You're not even going to know why. And there's You're going to so be like, many, why was this so awesome? So many people like, oh, work and live in Brooklyn and in this industry, you know, already. So mm-hmm. it's, I think, really, uh, really accessible for people. <clears throat> no, it's, yeah. it's, they're always, always killer. Note to everybody out there if you do want to attend an event at Clover Club, please call ahead. <laughs> oh, <laughs> please yeah. call ahead and right. Speaking of talk to us about party, it. Because uh, everybody, if, you know, you and 500 people are going to show up and it's going to be. It's gonna be a bummer when you, you can't fit physically into the restaurant. So Absolutely. it's all right. We're accommodating. Yeah. Uh, we try. You can do that. <laughs> I'm like, well, you can sit on the bar. Let's do that. Let's start seating people on the bar. Speaking of events, uh, what do you have coming up? I mean, the Derby is this Saturday. Derby is this Saturday. Uh, 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 Elaine and Bullet are uh, gonna, are giving us some uh, Bullet Rye, and we're gonna make juleps. Julie and Elaine are gonna be up front with a booth slaying juleps. Um, Similar to what we did last year, but better. Yeah, you know, more uh, people are gonna get. Totally decked Similar out. The oh yeah, previous it was year, fun. but more awesome. <laughs> yeah. More awesome. Well, because I think it was the first time we did it last year. Maybe I and I remember being Elaine came and it was really low key and it was fun and it was busy. People really got into it, but now I think it's going to be better orchestrated. Like we're going to have the food, we're going to have yeah. like past hors d'oeuvres. It's going to be it's going to be red. It's going to be serious, you know. And then you know, election season. I'm ready to make uh, a right. Mitt Romney inspired cocktail. <laughs> I'm still not. I can't I'm, wait. I'm not on the. I'm not on board with this yet. I have to think about it. For no, it's a while. true. Co- cocktails and politics don't seem like the best combination. <laughs> Only because but... I'm the manager, and it's going to be. An, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, no, we'll make sure that you're working that night. Just make sure that <laughs> I don't want to touch it. I want to wear. I'm going to wear one of those sumo suits. One of those like blow up <laughs> sumo suits. That, like people will. Perfectly Easily. in keeping with uh, <laughs> our, our style. <laughs> totally. I'm thinking more for everyone's protection. Myself and others. Sumo suit. I'll be more scary. It'll be fine. Speaking of protection, what's up with the uh, video? Uh, should I uh, <laughs> put this? Uh, 
Uh, yeah. Oh my God, guys! Well, I, I referenced. Well, yeah, we're talking about my past, my my father's career, <laughs> uh, my Tom my previous Macy. career. TomMacy.com. Um, I uh, at, yeah, go to TomMacy.com <laughs> for all things not related to my bar- bartending career. But ladies, um, he's taken. Uh, I, I did get married eight months ago, though, so <laughs> sorry. But uh, anyway, there. I think my greatest work is available online. Uh, if you Google search Nicholas Sparks's. The hand job. Uh, <laughs> I swear to Christ, it is the funniest thing. I've seen a lot of funny things in my day, and I no, think this I, is actually taking the I cake as one of the work. funniest things ever. And will be. It made my day. My greatest and work. I think I showed at least ten people yesterday. Yeah, I got some in, text messages pretty yeah, late. Last I, was night. Like, I was like running ah. all over Brooklyn, <laughs> showing people this video, just like drunkenly. You have to see this, guys. This, oh my god, just take this out with my stupid phone. It was. And everybody was rolling. It was amazing. Yeah, so check it out. Check it out. Right. Oh, my God. We will. And we'll uh, check out Clover Club this Saturday for Derby Day. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, uh, Wednesdays, like you said, the Dreamland Orchestra uh, orchestra is there. And we'll have some awesome food and drinks and hang out at Clover Club. Do it. Yeah. Go All during right. the day. Check out that lunch menu, too. It's, oh, yeah. It's baller. I, nice. I think I eat there every day. Baller is Farron. exactly the word I would use. <laughs> Brad Farron, Chris from Stinky, and I, and just eat there every single day. It's pretty, it's pretty great. Be part yeah. of our little family. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show today, guys. It was Thank a pleasure you. having thanks you. Thanks so much. Tom Macy and Jesse Wollers of Clover Club. Woo-hoo. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Bye. Look at that look in his eyes. Oh, man, he's high. Yes, higher than a kite. That cat is